I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Treehouse, episode 18, Gallimore Free, with Danny Baker and me, Louise Pepper. It was very nearly called gerrymandering. Oh, nice, I like that. Gerrymandering, uh, the word entered the language uh, uh, today. Oh. Yes, it did, in 1812, <laughs> named after Elbridge Gerry, Massachusetts law, uh, law uh, maker, whose oh. law favoured his own party, and thus the word gerrymandering. Gallimore Free, I think, is in really common. Know what uh, listen, we, we, we're yakking and we haven't said. Um, I, I, let me put it my It's my fault. Very good morning, everyone. Here we go again <laughs> when there are two hours of fun for old and young without the slightest hint of vulgarity. And um, the welter we've got to bring people today. Oh, I know I say that every time. We don't have to ballyhoo it. I know I get told off. For told off, I do get after the show every week because I tell forget to tell people to uh, like the show. Yes, and you rate ha- and review. You have to do that. I know it seems like saying that our next show drops on Saturday, everyone, <laughs> and I, I curl at the toe and the lip having to tell you this. But apparently, if you like it, it, <laughs> I'm it losing, makes a difference. I'm, my, my soul is leaving my body on rubber heels as I say this. But apparently, if you like it afterwards. <laughs> This is killing you. Then the kids over at Facebook do the twist. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But, no, you have to do that. Yes, please. Um, you know, come on, Alan Free, get over it. Uh, apparently, it says it, <laughs> zooming up the charts in the in the in this age of post payola. A very good morning to anybody. But here's what: don't, don't get me bogged down in payola, Peps. I'm trying to get on with why today is just huge, and it is pretty huge because uh, uh, our friend, uh, where is his name? Uh, his name is John John Gamgee, G A M G E E. John Ooh. Gamgee. I love the way your eyes go up as if to think. Now, do I know John Gamgee? <laughs> <laughs> it's only there so you can say who's John Gamgee <laughs> well John Gamgee uh, gave the world the ice rink Ooh, he well, gave the world the ice rink yep yeah, uh, and uh, John Gamgee was, uh, was a pioneer of the ice rink and opened the first one in London called the Glassarium well done oh we should have uh, kept that and that, that's terrific he did that like in 1850 something but first off rink it's the only rink, isn't it? Ice rink. The word rink. There's no other rink. the only use for it. It's a rink. Why is it a rink? Why? It's not a trademark. It's just they looked at what Gamgee had delivered and said, that's no playing field. That's, that's, a that's, rink. that's, 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 a, there's, there's no ring. That's a rink. It's a rink. 
And believe me, the word rink... Uh, do you know you can have your own ice rink made in your garden? If you go to backyardicerinks.org, <laughs> you can. They will put an ice rink oh. in your back garden. Yes, please. Rink, perhaps. Rink. So, anyway, they did it. Uh, uh, but he, he, if you look on Wikipedia, as I have, mm-hmm. we'll start the show any second. Now, this is not the show if you've never heard it before. It gets going in a minute. Let me put it another way. It never gets going. Uh, but um, I looked on w- Wikipedia after staring into space for, like, 20 minutes because I thought, rink? Rink. That's a word, isn't it? Rink. It's only ever an ice rink as well. It's, you know, it's not... No, you can go to the rink, but you know where you're going. There's going to be ice. There's not going to be anything else. Yes, I guess you could say I'll see you at the rink, but I still think you'd say at the ice rink. (laughs) I still think you'd throw ice in there. Rink. I mean, I went into a complete reverie. It's a lovely word, actually. Rink. I went a little odd once when... um, And the word crisps is not in itself funny. But the manoeuvre your lips have to do at the end of that word. Say crisps. Crisps. To the lips. Crisps. I'm begging people to remember if you're on a train plane. Say crisps and watch how your lips have to go to say it. Crisps. <laughs> anyway, rink. Uh, so the, the, he, he experimented everything and I went onto Wikipedia and apparently there was rink mania. Oh, That's the word, rink mania. Oh, between you have a roller rink? I... But it's the same thing, isn't it? Just a different surface. Yeah, it is. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it it depends what skates you got on. It's a roller rink. It's a rink. Yeah. There you go. The rink Uh, is the common. Of course, the dog that was shot by um, uh, in the great liberal scandal, Jeremy, thought was Rinker. So there's something in it. No, Rinker was the dog, wasn't it? Poor Rinker. (laughs) Wasn't it? No, no, poor Rinker was shot. (laughs) Was shot. You know, uh, by uh, Norman Scott. In in the um oh, in, yes. in the in the famous case, but that's that, look we're getting I'm getting nowhere in telling you where I want to go with this. Rink mania, eighteen forty one to eighteen forty four. Uh, various uh, substances were used before ice, believe it or not, inc- hogs lard and various oh. salts. But quite rightly, um, it never caught on. Con- People couldn't stand the smell. Oh. <laughs> now, ice would seem Slipping to... Slipping around on hogs lard. Oh, lucky to get it. Oh, you have to wear special galoshes man. to do it, I bet. See, I've often said it, if, you know my thought on ice skates, I just think I'd go skating if it weren't for ice skates, the only sporting equipment that has cutlery underneath them. <laughs> if they let you do it in your socks, I'd go round. Invent things with flat soles, you just go round like you did on the school <laughs> playground when there was ice. No, you've got to go around on these blades. Uh, so that's so anyway, where are we getting? So there's the uh, cat hogs lard, right? Uh, then they found out with earth planks and cow hair, they could pump in uh, 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 certain chemicals that would make it cold and then right. might make ice. The first one opened to say in London, it had an orchestra gallery. Right, uh, there was salt brine and antifreeze over concrete, uh, and the first sport to be played on it. And again on Wikipedia, it says, uh, of course, these days it's most notable for ice skating, hockey, and bandy. Bandy, madam, huge bandy is a real sport. It says a sport played on ice. Uh, oh, with do sticks. the Swedes do it? I don't know. Probably. If it's on ice, it's Swedish. Uh, Sport played on ice where they use sticks to direct a ball towards the opponent goal. Hockey, then. Yeah. Except they use a ball. You have a Oh, b- not a puck. Again. Not a puck. Puck? Puck, huge. Well, it's Shakespearean, of course. But anyway, you've got your bandy ball, your bandy sticks, your bandy skates. Bandy. That's quite a I'm popular I'm now thinking word. my friend Jason, who lives in Sweden... He's bandy. I think he's mentioned bandy oh. with his, his son playing bandy, and I didn't know what he meant. People... That, put, would be, that would make sense. You don't get people described as bandy anymore. <laughs> no. 
bandy legs. Yeah, I know. You know him. You know him, Bandy. They used to all say couldn't stop up, a, couldn't stop a grease pig if it ran towards him. That's what he used to say. Uh, but Bandy, she'll go Bandy. She will. That was always quite. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. In, oh. in, in, but they, they, again, this is an oral history. Bandy. What is in um, Ian Dory's, uh, 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 not plaster protrusion. It's in. Uh, uh, had a drop of brandy when I was sorting Mandy to aim to make her randy. She didn't half go bandy, isn't it? Uh, that's in the endurance on the... Anyway, we're getting absolutely... Not. So, pucks you mentioned. Mm. Immediately I thought, OK, the ice puck. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if Amazon sells ice pucks. Oh, man, <laughs> you're ahead of me. I, I didn't... I don't search these out. So we've done anvils. Uh, last time it was... Gavels. Gavels. Barometer. Uh, we didn't barometer. get as far as barometers, no, but, did we? So I looked, and I didn't have much time I had to get out of the door to do this fiasco. Uh... And I looked, and yes, they sell ice picks, ice ice pucks uh, are on Amazon, lots of them. And here are just a, just a few of the reply of uh, the reviews. Uh, the three and four and five star reviews say things like "solid puck," just as you'd expect. One just gives it five stars and says, "as described." Uh-huh. Then we get onto uh, some of the uh, one star reviews. They're always better. They're always better. Do not purchase this if you plan to use it for ice hockey. What what else are you going to use it for? <laughs> Do not you very disappointed. Someone else very disappointed. Oh no! Looks, looks like a perfectly good puck, but as usual, the best seems to be our German friends who always leave one star. And I don't speak German that well. I've got no idea what you've this got, means. You've got a CSE in but, German, but, have you not? Yeah, because or as no you know, levels. they locked me in the library because I was—I got I was ill the day of the German exam. We only did German for three months. The only time in our school we did languages, a teacher joined for three months and then took whatever job was offered, and he went. But we had to do a German exam, and I didn't turn up for it because I wasn't well. So they let me take it in the library on my own when I came back, <laughs> right next to a great big German encyclopedia. That's the only <laughs> level I've got—a CSE in German. That's absolutely true, by the way. Anyway, our German friend gives it one star. The show starts, like, right after this, mm, everyone. Yeah. Uh, our German friend says, Lieber haben die Pox keine IHF, Zerfittigerung und Stinken. Oh. Förderlich Tier. Ein star. The word Stinken is in there. I, I say I don't speak German, but he's not happy with the Amazon ice puck <laughs> as advertised. A very well, big welcome to the show here on Eva Gabor's birth. Who was your first crush? Your um, first crush? I would have... I would probably guess it would be... Um, John Travolta as Danny Zuko. Really? I was obsessed with Greece when I was little. Obsessed with Greece. And he made you a heartbeat a little fast. Oh, and I, I watched it... I, I would say daily, my mum would probably disagree, but it was only about ten years later that I discovered that mum had managed to get a chaste version of Greece because there's there's quite some filth in Greece actually. If you there watch is. It. There I watched is. another version and went, these whole scenes weren't in oh, my she, version. She got the uh, the, you the Sunday afternoon version, yeah. It, 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 it's... it also used to cut off at the, in the last song where my dad taped over it with Chris Searles in at the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> So 
whenever I hear you're the one that I want, about halfway through it, my head goes. Does it? And next, well, that's not Crystal. A, that's in, not a, in at the deep end. That's not a bad edit because uh, <laughs> that song at the end it goes changdy changdy bop do. That's a revolting song, a revolting song. Yeah, it was, was the worst thing I could do in your version. There are worse things I could yes. do than go with a boy. That's quite racy. I pr- I wouldn't have understood the lyrics, so I think we've got way. My that. first crush uh, is the dead heat. Oh, in my memory, between uh, Anita Harris, uh, uh, who addressed me from the stage of the uh, ABC Great Yarmouth. And what's your name? In the front row I was. Me? Yes, you. What's your name? I was ten. Danny. Well, Dennis, this is for you, she said. And she sang the anniversary waltz. Yes, she did. So, Zenita Harris, but Eva Gabor, Eva Gabor, sister. Oh, oh, she was related to Zsa Oh, there's three sisters. Zsa Eva and Magdor, which no... Oh, and their real names? Magdor not blessed. Eva Gabor, Zsa Gabor and Magdor Gabor. That's their... Zsa Other than the one in, um... Uh, what's it... In, uh, who's the frog? In, uh... You know, in, I'm a big Hector's house. In Hector's house, there's Jar Jar, the only other Jar Jar. Oh, we okay. Know. Uh, so, uh, but uh, oh, in Green Acres, Eva Gabor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, here we, what are we doing this morning, Peps? Number one, great tales of either A, handbags, or B, fridge freezers. Great tales of what? Either handbags. Shh, shh, shh. Turn it up, turn it up. A handbag. And again. A handbag. And one last time. A handbag. Thank you very much indeed. That one had Anything real else? Yeah. Uh, or fridge freezers, which came about because I was thinking my parents' fridge freezer for all my life and still is, is in their lean-to. And I suddenly thought, are we the only family in the world that's still got a lean-to? Well, there's <laughs> that. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, and the fridge freezer being part of the... Um, uh, having a separate fridge freezer. Well, it's a freezer. Freezer, not... Uh, yeah. yeah it used posh. to be a chest one, now it's an upright one. You see, somebody who grew up on towels in the unexpected, we're not going to get around to anything, are we? No, okay? no. But somebody who grew up on... Not on towels in the unexpected, but a wonderful series called The Liars. And uh, general, you know, they're kind of uh, uh, things which Inside Number 9 does so well these days. Anyone who had a fridge freezer had a dead body in it. And that's all you know. <laughs> There's a dead body in it's going to come back to life and haunt them. But fridge freezer, if I see one, they are, it's not coincidental. They're exactly the right shape to put a dead body in. Uh, and no, endless Tupperware with things that could be stewed plum or could be bolognese. Really? Y- yours to guess once defrosted. I think I told you the fridge freezer in our house was a glove, glove box sized <laughs> compartment in my mum's uh, Mullinex, I think it was, a fridge in our house. <laughs> that was the freezer department. No, it just means that still to this day, if you want ice cream, it's a real kind of can, can I be bothered to open walk the back door, to... walk out, right around <laughs> the side of the house, down to the back, open the lean to, unlock the lean to, walk in, open the freezer, take it out, <laughs> go indoors, dole out the. Still, because I was there this weekend, then, right. anyone else want any more ice cream? Because I'm putting it back and I'm not going back for yeah, it. Put, put a, 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 a next week's subject, inconvenient, inconveniently placed things. Oh, nice. There are some tremendous... Let me tell you about my singles collection one day. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, so that's what we're doing, is it? Yes. Uh, number two. Oh. <laughs> a mystery solved. <laughs> number two. What is it? Wednesday already? Sorry. Uh, and num- number three, unbelievable true excuses. I didn't put these on Twitter because we said what we're doing next show is just hit yes, we the unread emails. Yes, we prune our, pal- our pile of... What can we tell? And I'll tell you what, once we start turning a buck on this racket, we're going to come back three <laughs> times a week. Um, here we go. So, so like it. After, that's what the whole point is. When the show's finished, or even now, it ain't going to get any better or worse. Like it now. Who's the one who's at the top at the moment? Probably Ricky Gervais and Stummer. Come on, let's send a rocket up his rear end. Here we go. Uh, this is from Graham. A strange item at work. I'm not sure this is strange enough. 
but I had a colleague who used to regularly bring a chainsaw in and cut up wood for his log burner. Oh, this, is, this is weird enough. This was a design studio, so not really the ideal location, but it was an ideal opportunity for him to take advantage of the lack of management in the building on a Saturday morning. As you can imagine, the noise was a tad distracting, <laughs> as was the vacuuming during the clean-up process. <laughs> he got in there and fired up. He fired up his chainsaw in work. That was not a related job. You know, if they if they ran like a, a labour, you know, what you call it? A mert, what's it called? A, a lumberyard. Yeah. A, no, no lumberyard. It's a, the, the, he worked in a, uh, a design studio, and he'd come in and fire up the fire up the old chainsaw. Now I have two rivals on the poshest things they've ever witnessed. Oh, I've got a belt. So let's see well. if Phil can beat Tom because they're both quite quick. Go on then. Phil, I was on holiday in Switzerland in 1976, eating fish and chips Ooh. on the edge of Lake Geneva. Oh, let me find some Swiss music. Carry on. Yeah. A seaplane landed and taxied to the edge, mm -hmm. while at the same time a Jaguar E-Type in gleaming white paintwork with a white leather interior, driven by a man in a chauffeur's uniform, pulled up. The two men met, swapped keys, the plane took off, and the pilot sat down for lunch, then drove off in the Jaguar. Oh, that is. Now, now that now, is. Is that posh or is that highfalutin? There's a tremendous difference between the two. Uh, I, I, I tell I'm you, you've got to be pretty posh to be able to do such a thing. I don't know. Is James Bond posh? No, he isn't. No, he isn't. See, that's a James Bondy yeah, thing. That's, that's right. highfalutin. Okay. I'm, I'm disqualifying that because oh, well, Tom. That's highfalutin. Tom may win this one. Yeah. Whilst walking along Mount Street, Mayfair, I saw a silver fox type chap ushering two small children and a hairy terrier, all muddy from Hyde Park, into a pristine red Ferrari 599 with a gorgeous light beige leather interior. Oh, yeah. They covered the front passenger seat and the central armrest with mud. Silver Fox Man simply said, seatbelts on, everyone, and benignly pulled away. Don't make a fuss. Casual about expensive possessions. That's posh. That could be. That could. It's also edging towards James Bond. Uh, um, I, I, I think, oh, by the way, now I've mentioned my two big crushes, Anita Harris and Eva Gabor, arriving simultaneously. No, it'd have been the next year on A Majesty's Secret Service. Oh, D okay. Diana Rigg. By the way, Diana Rigg probably in... Diana, oh, Diana Rigg. We've got a caller, by the way. Oh, well, just stick, just stick around for a second. Let me think. Diana Rigg. Uh, no, I'll go and eat a Harris Eva Gabor. We have all the time in the world, darling. <laughs> That's what our caller's thinking. I don't. Uh, who do... Oh, that ending. Oh. Who, who's the caller? Who's... It's Nick. Hey, Nick. Hi, Danny. Nick, Hi, Lou. Nick, what's Hi, the... I mean, I don't... Um, I bailed out a James Bond uh, around You Only Live Twice. I think I saw the first three. What was the first Bond film you saw there, Nick? Oh, uh, probably Majesty's Secret Service. Exactly. Like the one bit where he skis off the top of the mountain. Oh, that is never the one. Really followed, uh, that's the never one. Never really I'm... followed the stories. Of no. But, you know, <laughs> off the top of the mountain. I'm all about that. But Diana Rigg, in, oh. uh, and, they, and they have a fight in a cable car, which is very exciting. Uh, but uh, Diana Rigg in that. And did you stick around to the end? You know she gets shot. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, she gets shot. I, the first time, oh. Mrs. Bond. The, the first time I ever it's shouted at, the only no, twice I've shouted at Nick in my life at the cinema at the audience. Yes, I have. <laughs> what a prig! I shouted out uh, at the age of ten or eleven, Nick, uh, because it, there's a fake ending to Honor Majesty's Secret Service. She oh, spoiler, but it's, it's fifty odd years now. Come on, <laughs> yeah. uh, the the camera pans <laughs> out mm. from their wedding as they're driving off, and you think, well, here we go. So everyone hoping to beat both uh, the last bus and the national anthem in those days, all started getting up to go. Well, I'd seen it before, 
and I shouted out, it's not finished yet, sit down. <laughs> I did, in the elephant castle Odeon, I shouted that out. I'll tell you the other example later. And uh, what, why are you talking... Yeah, I'm, I'm, ne I'm never one for leaving early. You've got to, you've got to stay till the very end of the last bit of the credits. Really? You know, oh. the, well, the, yeah. the, the teaser of the little, something slightly funny happening right at the end. I suppose you can't walk so. Out early. Well, you, you, know, you miss yeah, that final I, goal or something. I was going to say, uh, you weren't at Millwall West Brom in the week. Oh, you could leave early at that one. <laughs> and that was you never... could be blown away <laughs> from I, that I, one. I left the game early once, Danny. What was I'd it? Been at, um, it was uh, Southampton Wimbledon, yeah, and I'd been in, I'd been playing in the bands that played before the game, right? Did you? And what do yeah, you mean, yeah, when you say band? What did, what, did, what did you play? What did you play? I was a I was a cornet player, soprano cornet player. Oh, one second. <laughs> Wow, there you go. Yeah, soprano cornet player. So, how, you know, how, so we got in free, how, and we were how, down there at the old at the Dell, and we, you know, we played before the game, and they'd come out, and you know, I, I like game of football as much as the next bloke. Yeah. And the first half, Danny, oh, terrible. It was awful, yeah. awful, yeah. awful. Right, nil nil. So we do our little bit at half time, and we go on, and the crowd are quite pleased, really, because it's a bit, you know, a bit livelier watching the brass band than watching the uh, game. Well, well you were well received. Were well, you were well, well received? Oh, yeah, yeah, we were, we were. I mean, the first half had been so awful. I mean, you could have put anything out, I think. <laughs> <laughs> right. So there you are, you're but, um, blowing away on your licorice stick, yes, and? Yeah, so, you know, so, so we, we play at half-time, and we, you know, half-time, you know, we finish playing, and I think, well, look, I've gone in free here. I never leave, I never leave early, mm. never, mm. never happen. But I thought, I'm not sitting through another 45 minutes of this. This is, we know, we have, we have we, you know, we're not performing at the end. Uh. I'm off. I get yeah. home, and, of course, the final score, 4-3. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, the other day, that was never going to happen. I went in the big storm. Uh, it was only because Sky were covering it, the game was on. And me and Sonny, walking towards the ground, looked at each other. Of course, we were inappropriately dressed. Our jeans were ringing. <laughs> it was in that you know, in that big storm we just had. And Sonny gave me the old withnail line. He looked at me and just said, look, we've come to a football match by mistake. <laughs> 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 but it was... Anyway, Nick, that's not, none of this is what you've called for. What have you called for, Nick? Uh, it's, it's quite hard to remember now, Danny. This was like so long ago. <laughs> Um, so I, animals understanding music. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You see. So, yeah. So in my in my professional capacity, I'm a, I'm an acoustician. Daddy. Go on. There's, there's not many of us, but um, Go on. that's what we do. We, this, uh, we, measure some... we measure noise and deal with all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It was very early one morning, and I was looking at um, noise from a factory right at you know right in uh, really early in the morning, and I traipsed off to uh, the field next to the factory with me uh, microphone and my noise meter and all that. You see, and uh, you sound like up, you sound like a bit of a sneak. You're the kind of person who got the who taken off at Charlton that time. <laughs> oh, what, you old decibel thing. No, that's it. Townsend, pack up. You're too loud. Is that your job? I usually, I, I usually work for the other side, actually. Oh, do you? We're usually, we, we, yeah, we're usually working for the people who are trying to get it to be allowed to keep going and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, you oh, know. Well, good for you, because uh, let me uh, tell I'm you. Not, I'm, not, I'm not accept your criticism there. No, Nick, <laughs> Nick, no, 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 Nick. When, when, when I, uh, I just remember those days when I worked uh, at the BBC, for example, uh, and the yep. headphones have noise limiters on them. Mm. I'll be the oh, judge yeah. of that. I'll be the judge of that. And I, no, no, well, I, I was the you're, only... You're not, people aren't allowed to make choices anymore, Danny. I was, I was the only person who was in the BBC. That's why we had, we had a rocky relationship. I said, I'm bringing in my own headphones, thank you. <laughs> and I did. I, used to, I, I like my shows nice and loud. So, there you are. You said you had your... So there I am, yeah. you see, pre-dawn, standing in this field next to his factory. Mm. And the factory had left their outside radio playing overnight. And it was, you know, tuned to some sort of commercial uh, station. Yeah. And uh, as the as the dawn broke, the bird song begins, which it all you know oh, always does. Beautiful. And it was you know beautiful, beautiful summer's morning. Sounds you know the like birds waking up, all really good. <laughs> After a few minutes, I realised that 
when the uh, radio station went to adverts, the birdsong diminished. <gasps> and when the, when, the mute, when the actual records came on, the birds all perked up again. You're joking, and don't you think, they? No, absolute, absolutely. The first, and the first time, you think, hang on a minute, there's, there's something going on here. There's, you know, I'm, I'm, miss, I'm missing something. This, that's not right. But it happened again and again. No, for no, about so, 20, so the, they were singing the, along. You, you, you got there. You, you got there, and uh, hang on, I'm going this. Hang on. Right. Yeah, but, yeah. but once they put in, I don't know, uh, Blue Mercedes doing their thing, or, or, or let's say Johnny H Jazz, right? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Turn this up now. It increased thus, did it? Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, 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 as the, as... They wanted to be heard. I suppose they would, because we don't know what they're saying to each other here, possibly, you know. Hmm. So... Uh, I, was, I was talking to him the other day, and oh, no records come back. And so they had to raise their voices. <laughs> they would do, like factory workers in the 1930s. Exactly right. They could maybe they're having to uh, shout. Maybe you know, I like to think of them as singing along, really. And I mean, you know, it's commercial radio. <laughs> ah. And they it's, differentiated it's not, it's, between. It's not highfalutin, but uh, you know, it it's, is. it's the gateway, isn't it? So they differentiated between song and spoken. Then it was definitely yeah, yeah. When the adverts came on, um, yeah, when the adverts came on, they definitely diminished, and it happened. And time and time and time again. And this seems a bit of a revolution. You know, well, I don't think anybody's noticed it. If this, I still had my budgie, I'd give them that a go. I, 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 <laughs> I, but I just think that, yes, they're not stupid, so they do raise their voices, but they, they recognise it as music or just noise. Which commercial radio... Because <laughs> I mean, the adverts would be I, I, the same I don't, noise, I don't know which it? commercial radio station it was. It doesn't matter. It was up, up, in, up in the north-west somewhere. But, um, every, you know, commercial, I, every commercial radio station, Nick, can be distinguished whether it's music or just noise. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think it's our feathered friends who have that conundrum on their minds. Nick, thank you very much, and I'll wow. play you off with an alpine horn. That's half-time entertainment in anyone's book. Hey, kids, guess what we've got to do? Advert. That was a new mm. He was good, Nick. Mm. I don't know who the second call is going to be, but the pressure's on that, Seth. David, uh, no pressure. No, okay, so uh, this is um, uh, Mystery Tins. I never asked for Mystery Tins. Uh, <laughs> <this is laughs> Mystery Tins is great. We did that on the radio. Uh, I, I took I took the, or maybe TF5 Friday, we took the labels off tins and asked people to guess what was in them. <laughs> it, was t- it was a great game. No, not, not, not canned drinks, peaches or tomatoes. And you had to say, Ooh. and I remember the one nobody got was the uh, tin potatoes. Oh, nobody no. You get the little tin potatoes. This is the poshest thing anyone's ever seen. This is just wonderful. It's from uh, our friend Pete. A show too late, perhaps. No, there isn't any no, subject. Go down the list no of all the... Thing. Every subject remains open. Uh, you, no one's ever too late for all this. So let's start it on his second sentence. I work as a paramedic on an ambulance. A few years back, working in central London on a Saturday night, we d- were dispatched to a swanky restaurant in Chelsea. On arriving, we were led through the busy crowd of diners to a member of staff. The patient was uh, not of too much concern to us, but we led them out to the ambulance to complete our assessment out of the public gaze. Now, from time to time, the public take pity on us poor emergency service workers. This pity generally takes the form of a much-needed cup of tea or coffee, the odd cake and such like. I didn't know you were supposed to offer them tea and coffee. Well, if they're with you for a while, I would. I suppose you've got other things on your mind. I did. I did. We had some sort of thing at my old flat. 
a police investigation. Oh, it was all taped off and they were there all day. I went out with a tray of teas, but I can tell you there was an ulterior motive. Been here all day, lads. <laughs> Likely to be here much longer. Give me the gossip. Oh, really? You want oh, to find out? I went out with a tray of teas. Don't you worry about that. Are they allowed to accept teas? Doesn't that kind of? They did. I don't. I suppose they would. Uh, where are we? Okay, so he's he's gone out to um. Uh, they've offered him tea. The, this evening, the manager of the restaurant, on learning our patient was all good and not being dispatched to the nearest hospital, offered us a hot drink. Coffees all round were ordered, and the back door of the ambulance was shut while we got on with our paperwork. A few minutes later, there was a knock on this back door. Anticipating our caffeinated freebie, I opened the door to be confronted by a waiter in full black-tied livery, silver tray held aloft. Atop this tray were two bone-china cups full of steaming hot coffee, a small silver jug of milk, a pot of those high-hewn sugar cubes and two dishes of petty fours. This was a cut above our normal dirty old mugs from the station mess room. We quickly laid out cotton sheet on the side shelf of the ambulance and placed our drinks and accessories on the side. Living it up like toffs for a brief break before we were no doubt dispatched to someone drunk in a gutter living nearby as an inevitable weekend night will give us. So thank you very much indeed, our friend. As from Pete... I did say it's a bit cavalier to say, should we, have, you know, cock your little finger and say, should we have high tea while people are out there waiting for a, their, their, their rhesus negative? But nevertheless, that's a lovely story. Of, there's Posh. What you got there, Peps? This is from. Oh, what's his name? Alan. Uh, this is an autograph. It's not sure if this comes under your strict category. Well, again, we don't care. No, I started no, no. my university studies in Brighton in the autumn of 1979, aged 18. During fresher week, there was free time to explore and leave the campus and, f- and explore Brighton Town Centre. I went with a couple of friends into the shopping area, the main reason to buy a card to send to my girlfriend back home in Basildon, who had also started university in Bangor. I'm not sure that's relevant, but thank you, Alan. <laughs> the card I chose had a cartoon picture of an elephant on a trapeze, looking oh. at an empty trapeze with the line, I've missed you. <laughs> Cute and poignant, I thought. (laughs) After exhausting our interest in the shopping mall, we wandered down to the promenade. Now it happened that the Labour Party conference was taking place. And as we promenaded along the promenade, exiting the conference hall and heading towards the Grand Hotel were Michael Foote and Dennis Healy, then opposition leader and shadow chancellor. There were no hired guards or anyone to be seen and I'd been brought up in the later tradition by my union convener father. And the opportunity to meet two heroes of his and mine was too good. I rushed over shouting out, Michael, Michael, I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) I'm embarrassed by this hackney approach. Michael was relaxed and stopped and chatted, whereas Dennis walked on to the ground. Can I get your autograph, I asked. He said, yes, of course. Problem was, what could he write it on? Ah, the elephant card. I produced it and explained <laughs> it to my girlfriend and would send it to her and she'd be so happy as such a she, big it, fan. Michael Foot was going to, uh, this comic card, I missed you, with the elephant on the front, he's M- signing that. Okay. Michael duly wrote under, I've missed you, from Michael, and added his signature. I was cock-a-hoop. I sent the card to my girlfriend with a covering letter explaining what happened, showing how much I loved her by giving up Michael Foote's autograph and cementing her love for me. Two weeks later, I got a letter back. As I opened it, I got a classic, I'm dumping you missive. And no mention of the autograph. I was devastated. I wrote back a letter full of teenage angst, even even quoting the lyrics to Joe Jackson's It's Different for Girls. Of course, that'll do it every single time. However, I added a PS. Can I have my Michael Foot autograph back, please? It was not forthcoming. Not as exciting for her as it had been for me. She claimed to have lost it. 
can see that's uh, it was it was a bit of a stretch though to send a birthday card signed by Michael <laughs> Foot. I'm not sure what that would. I think that would be the death knell for many relationships. Is a there's another autographs. Uh, it's from Bruce. On a tangent of the only autograph you ever got. From subject from shows six and seven. Honestly, they're oh, all open. You. They all remain open. Yeah, uh, I thought you. <laughs> I thought you might be amused. <laughs> that sets us <laughs> against it for a start. I thought you might be amused at this true tale. The only time I've ever been asked for my autograph. 1990. I was working as a telephone systems installer. I was doing a job in Hove, and at lunchtime went out with my colleague for a bite to eat. As we were walking along, I heard a voice shouting out, "John Belushi!" Hey, John Belushi! <laughs> now you should know I'm a sturdy sort of chap. Full head of hair, now sadly departed, and it was worn quite long in those days, but it was not wearing a navy blue suit with a pork pie hat. So didn't realise the name was being directed at me. Again it came. Stop! John Belushi, stop! I stopped and looked round at the misguided person who was calling out the name of the long-departed blues brother. It was a young teenage girl and her friend. Here, you're John Belushi, ain't you? She asked. Belushi, I replied. No, I'm not. He's actually been dead ten years. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You're him. Can I have your autograph? I denied being an in, but she was most insistent. You're John Belushi. Come and don't do that to me. He's... Well, all right, you've got a pen. <laughs> not wanting to be to disappoint, I scribbled not John Belushi on her proffered piece of paper. She was over the moon. Oh. I have never been asked again. I'll tell you this. Thank you very much indeed, Bruce. And I don't know whether I'm getting too loose in these... Uh, let me put something on. We're not getting too loose in these podcasts. So, I was in Philadelphia. Didn't even bother us here. I'm doing a TV thing. And we went to a nightclub. Uh, it's about 1984. Mm-hmm. And we all went out to a nightclub, me and the crew. And it was good, you know. And it was a, playing a lot of Rolling Stones, as I remember. It was a rock nightclub. And this woman came over and sat next to me. And she was chatting to me. She went, oh, yeah, OK, you're English. Oh, OK, OK, you're English, are you? So I said, yeah. And she went, you know who I thought you was? And I said, who? She said, John Belushi. No. Now, no, it must have been 80 then, before he died, obviously. Mm. Uh, and I said, no, I'm not John Belushi, but I can kind of see it. You look at photos of me when I'm, you know, I'm fat as a house. I looked a little... I did. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other side of me is, is sitting this other fella, and he looked around and uh, she really was thrilled. She was John. That's my wife. And I said, yeah. And she went, listen, I don't care you're not John Belushi. You look like John Belushi. And then the husband oh. said... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, I, I know, you know, I'm not making my excuses and leaving there, but I was... Fr- I said, oh, do you know what? No, I said, you know, uh, I'm English and all of that. And she went, you serious? I said, I'm serious. And I made my way over to the cameraman, who was called Trevor, and I said, Trevor, you'll never guess what just happened to me. So don't talk to me about being pestered on seafronts. <laughs> yeah, honestly. She had a thing for John Belushi, and I would do. Uh, anyway, wow. that, uh, I say maybe I'm getting too confessional in this thing. That, 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 that won't do. Uh, what you got there, Peps? Uh, this is from Chris in Carshorton. Yeah. We were talking about it, tag, tag Oh, yes, and uh, 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 regional variations on yeah. the universal game of chasing around, saying to your, you know, gotcha, E. Yeah. He it. said, we used to play it when we were younger, not he or tag or had. However, on a large council estate in Crystal Palace in the late 80s, we called something called ball he. Oh, Yeah. Ah, there we are. So okay. I haven't heard of ball yeah. So the person who was it had a tennis ball 
that they had to throw at the others and if the ball hit you, you were then it. Being of larger build and not very fast, this is perfect for me. We didn't have many tennis balls knocking around and would have to go to the nearby park to try and find one by the tennis courts or a chewed up one discarded by a dog. And once, once we found one on top of a nudie magazine. <laughs> the greatest find Bonus. ever. However, one summer's afternoon, we couldn't find a tennis ball. We did find a cricket ball, though. A vote amongst 20 or so kids, we decided we would play ball here with the cricket ball on the agreement that whoever threw it wouldn't throw it hard. We might well, continue, yeah. yeah. The game started off OK, but after half an hour or so, all hell broke loose. The person who was it at the time ignored the no hard throws rule, <laughs> wound up his arm like a baseball pitcher and unleashed a ferocious ball. The, in- the intended recipient ducked, only for the ball to smash a kitchen window and bounce yeah, back out. He rushed to the ball, tried a second time and smashed the back door window of the opposite <laughs> flat. We retrieved the ball and shouting and commotion could be heard and we decided to run to the other end of the estate in the hope that news of damage wouldn't spread too fast. I was in it and went for a stealthy approach. Seeing some of the kids hiding in a car park, I snuck up to the second floor balconies above them. Yeah, yeah. Perched directly above the group (laughs) like a sniper and unspotted, I released the ball. The moment it left my hand, I thought, no good will come of this. (laughs) The ball dropped sweetly and at pace onto the head of a younger kid, splitting their head right open. I got the blame for that and the broken windows, and ball he was never played with a cricket we, ball again. Uh, uh, the reason I, I, by my standards, step back from that is we used to call it buzz when you got the ball thrown at you. Oh, well, look. Is that you buzz, last week wrote right? buzz, buzz on top? Buzz on the we used to play. It was called buzz always with a cricket ball. I hated oh. it. Always with a cricket ball. The reason I don't play cricket is because the ball's too hard. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you something I meant to say. I know we've got other calls. We've got miles to do. But unless I say this is never going to get done. Uh, let's try this. Uh, uh, let's try that. Today uh, is Bernadette Swarou, Swarou, so the woman who saw oh, Mary, Mary Lourdes. at Lourdes. Yeah. Mm. It's, the, it's today. Uh, and anyway, she, um, uh, it, it go, if you go to Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> I sent Dennis Smith the hours before this show. She was only four foot seven, uh, right? And uh, she uh, saw uh, the Virgin Mary uh, 18 times and had conversations and all that, and, you know, probably you know, did as well. Uh, but um, uh, on the Wikipedia, it says, uh, born 1858, Bernadette Soiree is probably best known for her... Probably best known. <laughs> probably best known for citing the... Ver- for, uh, or... I, mean, I thought he might have said, yeah, or her six-octave range, you know, for those novels she knocked out. No, best known for that. She retired to a convent after the 18th sighting, mm. which was the last one when the apparition revealed uh, who she was. But she was exhumed again in 1909, 1919 and 1925. And in 1925, they took her ribs out to use as relics. Oh! Plundered. Plundered. Uh, uh, And it said that preservation did not seem uh, a natural phenomenon. She was in good nick. Took the ribs out. Took the ribs out as spares. Uh, uh, is somebody on the phone here? Yeah, David's on the phone. Hey, friend Dave. Hey, David. Hey, hey, Dan. Morning. No, Dave. Uh, David, what was the first Bond film you saw? We're not talking about Bond films. Don't panic. I wouldn't be able to hold my conversation. But it kind of, uh, just as a carbon dating. Do you, do you remember the first Bond film you saw at the pictures? Oh, the pictures. I'm from Russia with love, I think. Oh, good for you. Me too. Yeah, I was saying that. Didn't, yeah. Didn't understand We've it. We were there together. I didn't. Oh, under- I no. never understand the plot of a Bond film. A, a story of Old Kent Road. No, it I all don't. just washes over. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And unless you like cars 
uh, and stuff. Oh, I enjoy a bottom film, but I don't trouble to, to worry about the plot sufficiently. Yeah, I suppose I get so. the general idea of He's what's going He's not going to get on. killed. He's not going to die. As <laughs> as a poor old Dinah Rigg did. As poor old oh, Dinah Rigg did. Uh, why, why, are you yeah. tug, why are you tugging our coat today? What's the story? Uh, well, my, my little story is the only autographs I've ever got for my son. OK, go on. Um, Stuart. And it, it sort of almost crosses over to the wandering through perhaps the wrong door as well, Dan. Um, but I'll tell the story. So it's it's, it's Stu's birthday, and I think he was about 10 years old, mm. and we're looking at about 1995, 94, 95, mm-hmm. um, and he was an Arsenal fan because he oh. found an old Arsenal shirt somewhere, <laughs> I mean, obviously at that age. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> That's the team he would follow. Yeah. All but right. I was, I'd been a hammer for, for years until, you know, from, from his age, so, but I put up with it, but, you know, it's him. So it's his birthday, and I decided to go to take him to Highbury mm-hmm. um, for the first, for his, probably his first football match so we bought two tickets and um and you know i thought well actually i'm going to look look, look forward to this and you know even though it's not upton park huh. i'm going to look forward that was the last team the one nil to the arsenal team yeah. I, I think it was george graham's last season so i thought yeah okay well let, let's go for this and we and we got there early and i thought well, i'll buy my hot dog you say that with a laugh though uh I mean, yeah. I, I think I've got a rarefied palate. I really do. Um, <laughs> despite posting a picture of a flan. Did you see the flan? Oh, perhaps? no. I saw the yeah. flan. Yeah. yeah, you saw the flan. Yeah. Did. Oh, oh, I missed when, the flan. You know, yeah. we talk, it came out of this show. We'll come right back to you. Uh, oh, I missed this. Well, because <laughs> we were talking about flan casings mm. the other week. And, uh, and you can't get them. You really can't get them. Because Wendy said, of course you can get them. I'll get one of a same. But no, no flan casings. So being Wendy, of course, she made one. Oh. A perfect one. And then she said, well, should we put in it? And I said, let's go the full 70s route. Uh, tinned orange. Oh, and, yes, uh, orange quick gel. Well, uh, you've seen the photo on uh, Twitter I put up, and it is absolutely radioactive. But man, was it! <laughs> it was the taste that we both looked at each other and said, "You know, we've Did come too far from our roots." It? it was mm. absolutely it was a little mm. condensed, condensed milk. Sorry, what were we talking about? You said, "Oh, no, okay, the, so you're the, buying the, the mandarin." The yeah, mandarin. Yes, oh. yeah. So, um, so mm. yes, hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, it's got a birthday. You've got to have a hot dog at that age. Mm-hmm. So, um, we we must have been one of the first through the turnstiles. Midday or something like that, yeah. and and we so we found the hot dog and we had that and then we wandered off and up up some stairs and what looked like an ordinary door. We were literally the old Highbury stand, you know, the main stand. Uh-huh. So I thought, well, in for a penny and pushed the door open and wandered in. And we seemed to be in some sort of trophy room. Um, oh. You know, there, <laughs> there mm. were pictures of, of Gunas past and present and there was all sorts of stuff going on. And imagine his eyes, you know, the widening eyes, seeing yeah, all this yeah. stuff. Uh-huh. And, 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 you know, we're in this treasure trove. But it was even better than that because yeah. suddenly the door opened behind us mm-hmm. and in walked George Graham himself oh. with a black suit. Yes, 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 yes. George Graham. And following George was the entire Arsenal team. No. It, 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 <laughs> it, yes. <laughs> and there they were. There was they seemed and Nigel Winter. It was that team, Tony Adams, Steve Bold. Um, and, and, and they all, they all, they all, pros- they all processed into the room. They processed into the room, followed, following their leader, like little sheep. They they followed him through, and 
<laughs> and within that group was Stefan Schwartz. Schwartz. Mm. Schwartz. Yeah. Some people might remember it, but he was Stu's favourite. He, he, Stu loved him. He modelled himself. For, him. for those who don't follow football great. at this point, can I just say, mentioning Stefan Schwartz in the context of the more famous players that has been mentioned by our correspondent is rather like when <laughs> someone turns around to you and says, what was the name of that bit player in Wagon Train we liked in the 60s? <laughs> That's <laughs> There's your <laughs> Stefan Schwartz, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, you've got it, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, but... So, lots of things then happened simultaneously. I, I thought autographs... <laughs> right, but, so, right autograph, hang on, moment, write around. that down, Peps, as a subject. Lots of things happened simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> go on, yeah. yeah go on. So, so, you think, right, what, paper and pen, what have I got? I haven't got a pen, no, right? I've got a little scrap of newspaper that I'd, I'd torn out when we were on the train coming up to the ground yeah. that, that I'd kept. So, I've got this little scrap of paper and no pen. And, I, and I, I'm thinking, what, what am I going to do? And I start sort of saying to anyone who might be listening, does anyone have a pen? <laughs> By now, George has disappeared through another door. Yeah. And this what I'm rapidly disappearing. I'm like watching a generation game of... Oh, we're losing your... Yeah, you're you're breaking Stand still. We're losing your signal. Turn 35 degrees. There you go. Boom, you're back. Uh, I'm back. Uh I'm I'm getting all excited. So, George had left. I've I've got this little scrap of newspaper and Stefan Schwartz is now disappearing through the door (laughs) behind George Graham, right? And I think, well, my moment is going. Stu's looking at me. I'm going to fail as a father here if I don't get his autograph. So, I do this Alan Partridge type thing and start (laughs) shouting his name. Stefan! As he goes through... The door. Stefan! 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 <laughs> but he's gone. Oh. And, I <laughs> and I glance around at Stu, and he's got this sort of glazed disbelief of what he's just witnessed, what his father has done. But you de- redemption, Dan. Yeah. There's redemption because just as I think it's gone, the moment's gone, and it's all over, another player emerges through the door and I have my chance. Uh, I said to him, have you got a pen? And he said, yes. And he took my little scrap of paper and he scribbled on it and he gave it back to me. And who was this? And then this? he disappeared through the door. Uh, and my who? dear friend, that was one Steve Morrow. Oh, man! You know what? You know what? Uh, I, I, I'll tell you this. I was waiting for Thierry Henry. No, no. I, for people, again, for people who don't know about football... Even Paul Merson. We, we, we've, we sent a diver down to look in the, in the Arsenal records and Stefan Schwartz, we thought, OK, there he is, down in the old Mariana's Trench. There you go. But it turns out the Mariana's Trench has a false bottom because if, if the diver descends even deeper than that into the, the forgotten players and possibly quite rightly so whoever... Walked through those famous Gunners Gates. Who was it again? Steve Morrow. Steve Morrow. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is that is a token autograph. Bless you, my friend. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Thank you very Thank much you. indeed for being with us. Uh, yeah, I was hoping was he was going to ask sort of David Seaman to go and get <laughs> Stephen Schwartz's oh, no. autograph. Not when you got the Morrow backing us up. Uh, I'm going to finish with this, if you don't mind, Pep. No, go for it. This is uh, from one of the early shows, but it doesn't matter. They're all up there. You can listen to them in any old order and treat them as if they're brand new. Uh, this is from our friend Pete. Uh, and uh, it is about limited menus. Ten years ago, I went to Croatia for work with a colleague. Very popular out that way, the limited menu, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. I went to Croatia to work with a colleague. We stayed in a small hotel in Zagreb. On the first morning, we came down to breakfast and settled ourselves at the table. We could hear people bustling around in the kitchen and we wondered what they were preparing. While we were waiting, we had a few pieces of bread and jam, which were already on the table. Then the waitress came out and asked us if we wanted tea. 
We did. She scuttled back into the kitchen to get it. A short while later, the tea appeared, but there was no mention of any other food being on offer. Ah, so that bread and jam was it then. <laughs> so, right, the next day we went down to a similar scenario. The waitress came out again and offered us tea again. We said yes. Then she asked, English breakfast? Oh. And we said, oh, this is more like it. But she followed that up quickly with Oral Grey. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Our faces fell and once again breakfasted on just bread, jam and a cup of English breakfast tea. We still don't know what all those people were busying, busying themselves in the kitchen doing. Then, last April, my wife, my daughter and I went off to Menorca for a few days. We arrived late on Monday night and the following morning we set off to find a supermarket. On the way, we spotted a cafe. We thought it'd be good to have a bite to eat before we carried on, so parked up and went in to per peruse the extensive menu board. I again fancied the full English breakfast, which was on offer, as did my wife, as did my daughter. So we went in and sat down. Waiter came over. Um, three English breakfasts, please, full English. To which he replied, I'm sorry, we haven't started serving yet. We checked our watches. It wasn't that early. Oh, um, how long? When do you start serving, I asked. On the 1st of May, he said. <laughs> the calf was preparing the start of the season and had no food in yet, only drinks. Crestfallen, we got up and sheepishly wandered out of the cafe. Don't talk to me about just tea for breakfast. <laughs> when do you start serving? Uh, in about a month and a half. <laughs> that is a long wait. Well, our sworn statement mission, Louise oh. Pepper, to get through some of these emails has, well, collapsed again. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Big Tone and Richard uh, and Marion uh, and Dan and Tracy. Oh, and don't promise what we can't achieve. No, but we'll start with There's these next time. There's at least five time. there. And we've got plenty. And a new subject as well, uh, uh, things you've left early, we'll do that. Mm. But that's the nature of the podcast. It's just looking up, not down, uh, where everything's to the best in this best of all possible worlds, despite the evidence of your eyes. So... <laughs> Good morning, everybody. It's the Danny Baker Show. Radiating out across the airwaves. Come the sunshine or the rain. Come aboard the Danny train. We'll kick our slippers off and throw our cares Better thing to do than have a jolly jape or two Don't touch that dial, there's nowhere else to go Come and join a happy session Wave ta-ta to the recession On the Danny Baker Show Take it away, Danny A hand Oh, yeah, um... One, two, three, four, three Don't forget, when the show's finished, like it Like us Like us Let's cozy down Wave goodbye to that silly frown as we chase our cares away in the dream. The fire's on, it's warm inside. We guarantee you'll be satisfied as we laugh the day away in the dream. Take it away, Danny! Always do, Wisby. The magnificent Louise Pepper has been co-hosting here with me. Uh, next door, Phil Walding and Josh on behalf of something else who are good enough to give us this platform that uh, I trust you're enjoying. But, uh, without sounding like, who was it at the Oscars? Do you like me? Do you, you really, really, really like, like me? me? The old singing nun, wasn't it? Um, Not the singing nun, the flying nun. Oh! <laughs> the singing nun, the flying nun. Sally Ann. Sally Ann Fields. Yes. Sally Ann Fields. But uh, uh, that's been it until the weekend. And on Saturday, we'll all meet again. One more handbag before we go. Uh -huh. And back. Next time on The Treehouse, inconveniently placed things. Lots of things happen simultaneously. Things you left early and fumbling about in the dark. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 